t-shirt you got from your work several years ago. Mm, you know the one, baby, with the color stain. I remove my clothes very, very clumsily, tripping sensuously over my pants. Now I'm naked, except for my socks. And you know when I'm down to just my socks, what time it is. Hello, everyone. It is Wednesday, which means it is business time. <laughs> so, we have a wonderful program today. Yes, we do. And uh, we are here. No car problems. <laughs> Thank just, goodness. Just effing cold. <laughs> Yes, um, I saw Kenzie, I, I saw there were questions about how cold is it. Um, apparently, I think it's 10 degrees currently in Harrisburg with a wind chill of below five, I think. <laughs> Lovely I don't, weather. I don't and think I feel like I'm yet. lucky. I feel like that's, you know, compared to um, my friends in Fargo that experienced 55 degrees below. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't wind chill. <laughs> that was actual temperature. I feel like I should be happy. <laughs> oh, listen, Dana in mm-hmm. Winnipeg, she's at the minus 51 actual. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Oh, everybody, please stay warm. Now, Lori, our friend in Texas, how is it down in your neck of the woods? I didn't see how far it dipped. <laughs> oh, Lori says her son is in Rochester, Minnesota. He is in shock. I let me tell you, I love being the state of Minnesota. I have to tell you, Minnesota is a great state, and I loved traveling through it. I have a real soft spot for Minneapolis, but I don't think I could deal with weather that cold. I yeah, just my, didn't think it. My niece lives in uh, Minnesota and uh, Minneapolis, and uh, she's from North Carolina and Florida. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. She must be in shock. Well, Lori is in Texas in the 50s. That's very nice. I'd take 50. I think Very in 50 carefully. right now, the com- comparison, I'd probably be in shorts in 50-degree weather compared to how it is now. <laughs> and that's saying something for me because I'm a warm-weather fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you are. I'm not. But, <laughs> As yeah. you know. I know. You're happy in the, you're happy in the cool. Except um, for whatever reason, I've got a breeze blowing somewhere in this house. Mm-hmm. And I've checked all over the place the kitchen uh the basement door the living room 
the front door upstairs and I don't know where it's coming from and it's it's funny you're actually saying that Pam and I you just reminded me that I'm checking the door I'm walking across my house to the kitchen and making sure my husband's door and the door to the basement mm-hmm. are locked and the draft panel is up because let me tell you he only heats the the, the office used to be is a converted garage mm-hmm. and when i mean converted i think it was converted back in like the 50s or 60s like old conversion mm-hmm. and there's there's like electric heat but it's not well insulated or anything like that so when he's not in it he, he turns off the heater and there's about an inch gap between the door from the kitchen and i told him we have got to block that i said i can feel the draft wafting its way through our living room through the kitchen and he said oh it's not that bad i said no have a seat demonstration and let me tell you uh it's it's so i can uh, i can appreciate you trying to track down where that source of the draft is yeah i i mean i i know i normally have problems in my kitchen because my mm-hmm. garage is right underneath my kitchen and that was never mm-hmm. really um insulated properly mm-hmm and I have actually an electric heater that I keep going in when it gets really cold in my kitchen. And if yeah. I'm cooking something that's for a long time, that makes it better. But Oh, yeah, it, it does. It absolutely does. So. Um, and, and I see Kenzie was saying it's freezing in Wisconsin. Like, I'm used to the cold, but this is absolutely wild. Um, Kenzie says she's from Wisconsin. That's her home state, and she's visiting right now. So while I hope you're having a nice visit, even though the temperatures are shockingly cold, Wisconsin, one of my other favorite states. I love all the states, though. I know I sound like a broken record, but there were so many wonderful people and wonderful places and all the different roads that I was lucky enough to visit. So um, Lori says her son's first winter in Minnesota is right now and she is sitting in shorts in her house so I you know what I'm not even jealous Lori I'm very happy for you because if I could be sitting in shorts in my house I'd have to have my temperature cranked up to 80 I think um, but I'm, I'm very happy for you and I'm, I just hope everyone stays safe yeah, my, my sister was born in Milwaukee and mm-hmm. uh, we lived out there f- for about two years, I think it was. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot you said that. Yeah. Well, uh, and Kenzie mentioned she loves living near the water. She strongly dislikes Oklahoma and the damn tornadoes every year. Sigh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I, I, I cannot empathize with that. Mm-hmm. I do, too. But there seems like there's tornadoes everywhere now so um speaking of tornadoes and wonderful whirlwinds that we're experiencing sr has quite a lot of activity going on he does doesn't he 
Yes, he does. Had a little he's, tease. He's our own. He's in his own whirlwind. <laughs> he is a whirlwind. <laughs> he, he had a little teaser yesterday for uh, the, the Gabriel Fora book, Gabriel's Promise. That was very interesting. Oh, I can't wait to see it because, as most of you know, I haven't been on Twitter lately for mm -hmm. much of the time, so I missed. I missed the teaser. I can't wait it's to look out at there. it. I've, I've retreated it a few times. I know he has. Um, Lady J made a beautiful uh, thing, you know, a, a visual for it. And mm -hmm. it's on SR's Fox Den. Love it. So, yeah, so there's all kinds of good stuff coming up. We've got that in December of the end of the year. And we have uh, the Portuguese version of The Man in the Black Suit. And that's going to be available on Monday. Or Friday, I'm sorry, February 1st. And SR is going to be chat chatting with all SR fans Portugal. That's open to anybody who wants to go into the chat. Just have to join the chat room. Oh, that would be fun. And yes. saying hello to Joni because she joined us and we missed you. I haven't seen you in a while. Hope all is well on the Delaware coast. Yes. <laughs> and also, uh, the Czech version of The Man in the Black Suit will be out through Albatross Media. Keep a watch for the date. And the Florentine series is being translated into Italian by Del Rey Edzione in Milan and the French version, ADA editions of Quebec. So keep an eye out for the dates. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited about yeah. the Italian one because a dear friend of mine's daughter mm -hmm. is studying abroad in Milan this semester. So nice. maybe when the book comes out, I can see if she would buy me if she could purchase the Florentine series in Italian she in Italy, could. that because would be I, so cool. When I was in Italy uh, last year, I went to, I was in a bookstore and they had the English versions of SR's books in this little bookstore. It was very cool. Mm. So, Or maybe I could see if she could take a picture of it, <laughs> if she could track it down and find, that'd that be would so be much fun. fun. I don't fun. know if she's going to have time given her course of study, but I'll mention it to her. Yeah. Um, and Kenzie said she needs to pre-order the Portuguese edition still. There's still time, Kenzie. No worries. Yep. And there, there's a link. I have a link in our Twitter feed, and SR has a link as well to where you can order it from. I'm not sure if it's available on the Amazon US yet. Oh, wow. But we'll have to see. You can still look. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Kenzie said she wanted to buy the French edition of his book when she found them in Quebec. But books are so expensive there that she couldn't afford to buy all three. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. As I was saying that, I'm thinking, I don't know how much those books are going to be in Italy. And Milan's a fairly expensive city. And there's three of them. And how would she get them? But to put her them in her suitcase, she might not have room for them. So I'll have to we'll have to see if it's going to be possible or not. Because I can only imagine shipping three books from Italy to the U.S. 
well, it's not going to be inexpensive. You can also check book depositories. Um, I know they carry a bunch of his books, mm -hmm. and they ship free of charge anywhere. I know, but you know, it's the idea of having it bought in Milan. True. In the in the native it, it and in, of course I don't even Italy. read I don't even read Italian so I just I just think there's something beautiful about having the Florentine series in Italian I just think that would be yeah. really cool that would be and I see Karen's joined us too hello I KK I know it's freezing over in Western PA where you are and I know you've not been feeling too hot. I was telling the ladies I haven't been on Twitter much, but there was, I saw one post that you were having some, uh, not feeling too hot. So wishing you lots of, lots of hugs and hoping you feel better soon. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's the cold weather is not helping. No, <laughs> I can tell, I can verify that with my knees. <laughs> mm -hmm. Love it. Anyhow. Oh, and yes. Someone just mentioned there's a bad echo. Did I just see that? Yeah, I, I have an echo on my end. I, I hear it on your end. But it's not the delayed echo. When, no. For that, I'm infinitely grateful. <laughs> Sometimes, um, ladies, we have, um, there's some reverb or something, and you might not even hear it, but we hear it when we're, talking and it can be a little distracting it can be yes but we it's focus on the beautiful words of sr and it keeps us grounded no i'm i muted uh, um or lowered my yeah. volume a little bit is that better okay Lori says she doesn't hear it okay that's good yeah i'm so glad you guys could join and i'm so sorry again from last week's our delay i was quite um upset i try never to miss a podcast if i can help it um so i'm i'm i was looking forward to this chapter so much <laughs> these two chapters i was so excited about them because i kind of forgot i was i was like oh my gosh they're you know i kept thinking it was a little bit further down the road and i was like oh my gosh this chapter is crazy and funny yes they are very exciting yeah. Thank you, KK. She says, no worries. Life happens. Yes, it does. Yep. And we have to just do the best we can with what we have. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's, life is short too, which I'm finding out very quickly. Yes, I think, yes, I've, um, I, I, I know it's been a little challenging, Pam, I can appreciate that. And I actually was at a service last Saturday for a young man who passed too soon, um, another victim of our opioid epidemic in this country. And uh, it is a heartbreakingly tragic story, but there was such positivity and love in the room and some commitments to really trying to uh, move some policy forward because he also got caught up in the criminal justice system uh you know a situation where he had reformed had uh opportunities for scholarships and full rides to 
King's College in New York City and also had been accepted um, to Harvard after he received his associate's degree, cum laude, magna cum laude. Um, he was accepted to the online program at Harvard for one year to then transition to the main campus uh, in Massachusetts the next. And he was turned down his request to be allowed to leave the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So he was not able to pursue his dreams because of prior bad choices. So um, that's, that's a shame. That it's a shame because he really, I mean, and a judge who was working with him, who, who is a fairly conservative judge, I have to say, very law and order. Um, he was the one who's one of the people who spoke at the eulogy and was saying how some of these policies have to shift. There has to be some better way to evaluate um, people who've truly been able to make a difference and um, could could move forward to be very productive, positive members of society, especially someone so young. True, and when they get into the throes of that addiction <clears throat> and it gets so bad that, mm. um, you know, things change and they, they finally get some good things going for themselves and they get cut off at the knees that can often become relapse for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's... I knew it's hard. One, yeah, I knew of one young man many, many years ago um, who was in a sober living facility up in Connecticut and was a he was a heroin addict, actually, mm -hmm. and was doing fairly well, you know, got himself really organized in the house and all. And all of a sudden, one day, he went missing, and they found him uh, three or four days later under a bridge with a needle in his arm. So, oh, yeah. it's hard. It's, it's very hard. hard. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful, and I take heart that there's been a lot more discussion. People are more open. That was another. I and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm dragging. I'm dragging the podcast kind of down into very serious territory. Um, I think Gabriel would approve, though, right, guys? Yes. Um, but the the challenge uh, and what what was remarkable, it honestly, it was one of the best homilies I've ever heard from this uh, the bishop of um, the Episcopalian diocese um, had more or less asked people. He he was very forthright that his son is. The, has been struggling with addiction for 30 years. He then asked, who knows someone who's died because of an addiction? So people raised their hands. Then he asked, who has someone in your family who's died of gun violence? Show your hands. Who has someone that is you love who is currently living with one of these challenges? And he had everyone stand up who he called. It was stunning and he said, we want you to know in your family that we understand what challenges you've gone through and we are here to support you. It was so moving because it, it shows the community and how the community can come together and, and, and it helps break down those stigmas that, uh, you know, we did, we've discussed and um, SR discusses in his writing um, some of the stigmas of addiction and some of the stigmas around uh these challenges 
And it was just, it was so powerful um, as a way to really support the family. Um, and I, you know, part of it is treating mental health like any other way of health care. And um, thank you for the kind words, everybody. Kenzie, I'm sorry to hear you've been having some challenges too. Uh, so we we can we are all here for each other. We are. Um, and I know you know there's there is a lot of hope. Yes, Lori, it was it was incredibly moving. I know you normally would never record a homily. I'm, but I have to tell you, I wish this funeral would have been recorded, because the the messages, the readings that were selected, the the really thoughtful things people said about this young man and about how we can help the family. It was, it was as sad as it was. It was so uplifting as well. And I feel like we do that, you know, in our own little SR community here. Um, You know, we all try to help each other out and be supportive. And I think, you know, that can be, it really demonstrates to me that, is one of the the powers and the benefits of social media. There are so many negatives that we're well aware of, um, but I feel like we're very lucky because we have lived in this space that can is very very um, supportive and positive. So, and very exciting because we get to hear about new our news of our favorite author and some of our other favorite authors, especially. Uh, Especially like Passion Flicks and the filming being set for 2019 this fall. And I'm, I'm wondering I, if it's going to be around the Big Tiff weekend or, or, or not. They're going to be around there. I'm the, wondering. Yeah, because the beginning of the month, the beginning of the month of September is when they do Tiff. And it's like four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And... Monday, yeah. up until Monday, where they close off the street, and that's when all the big movie premieres are, um, and it's a lot, it's a great atmosphere, a lot of fun, a lot of um, cafes that are open, and uh, red carpet lines, so like if you can't get tickets to a specific premiere, you can get, get a little thing for your wrist, and they put you in across from the theater and the actors come out and actresses, they come out in their cars and they walk over some of them and, you know, they're, they're, some some take pictures with you, some talk to you. Um, I know one uh, premiere red carpet that we went to, uh, the woman, Annette Benning, uh, was mm-hmm. at this premiere and she stood at this distant spot away from the physical red carpet and waved to everybody who was on a balcony in a building across from where she was standing. And that was mm-hmm. very cool. I had a picture taken of, uh, with, of myself with Jason Isaacs, who was oh, so um, cool. And, uh, that was very cool. That, and he came over and he was very nice. He grabbed my phone and he's like, I'll take it. And he took it. It looked really good. I was like, okay. Hey, Betty. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I'm wondering if, hey, if, buddy. If, the, if the filming will be around then. And uh, the neat thing is, is if they, um, you know, do whatever, then it, then it'll be a lot of fun because there's going to be a lot of activity around, not just the filming. So that'll be a lot. That'll be good. Um, Kenzie was wondering when, you know, if we had a sense of how long, or she said, I wonder when, how long they'll be filming in each um, location. And I'm wondering as well. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I know when they did, Passion Flicks has done a couple of other films. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, that's a good thing. We should go back and look at those tweets for Driven (laughs) or for um, uh, The Protector you know, try they, and gauge how long they're on they, set. Well, they email. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're a mem- founding member or whatever, they email you letting you know that there are these days that are going to be filming at, at such and such if you'd like to come to the set. Yeah, oh, and, well. And, you know, <laughs> Kenzie's and hoping I'll she be, can go for at least five days or so. I'll be very honest with you. They don't give you a lot of lead time. Mm-hmm. They give you maybe four or five days lead time before you could be there. Wow. So, yeah. So there's a lot. Sometimes there's just not a lot, you know, you can do. Right. It's, and, and a lot of these were done out in California. I think like the Driven and some of the beginning ones. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so it's trying to get you. Now you got to get airfare at the last minute to California and it was right. monstrous money. So, Oof. you know, well, just as an FYI. So that's good for planning purposes. Yeah. And it, uh, uh, you can always buy an open-ended ticket. For, but if you're going to That's true. Depending on some... Well, depending on some places. Like, like, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me, Pam? Okay, yes, I hear a little yeah. reverb coming back, but that's okay. Um, one so of the things you could do, I know airlines, some airlines like Southwest, you can buy a ticket and you can cancel and rebook. So maybe that's the strategy to go with ladies if uh, you're trying. I should say ladies and gentlemen, in case anyone joins who might be a... Uh, of the male persuasion. So. And Lori, you asked. If Lori asked, some, wasn't there one of their movies extra. you could have been an extra? Yes. They let you know that. So. You know, this, that's really good. And what they do for you, I don't know. Because I actually hadn't been there. And order words, save money for a plane ticket, and be flexible with the dates. So, but it good advice, Betty. And uh, if if you go up there for a couple days, you should be, you'll, it should be alright. So, but uh, yeah, and and Kenzie would like to meet all of us as well. That would be fun. And if I win the lottery, mm-hmm. Powerball or the Mega Millions, whichever, <laughs> I have a, I'm, I'm creating a stash 
just for SR fans to be able to go do this. So just we would FYI. love that. But <laughs> um, and as far as Kenzie, as far as the musings, um, it's not on Amazon anymore, and I don't know whether Jen or or anybody that wrote have a copy of it. To be honest with you. I know that they were talking about that not too long ago. And I think it may be worth copy. reaching out. Yeah, reach out to Jen. She would have she would have the information. And I understand through Mango there is a another one coming out. Cuz she was she is writing a short story for it. And I she mentioned a charity. I think it's coming out in the spring. And I think she mentioned a charity that the that everything's going to be going to. So, yeah. More things to look forward to. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So, shall we get into the exciting? So shall we begin? City of Dubai. <laughs> I think we should. So we're in chapter 37. And as they go down to the dining room, Acacia and Nicholas pass Kurt's replacement. Nicholas tells him they do not want to be disturbed. But you love that. I can see that scene in the movie. <laughs> I can see the look. I can, I can envision the reactions of... Uh, the replacement and of Nicholas and then of Acacia. I just, I just, it would be great. He switched on the lights, adjusted the dimmer and locked the door. Meanwhile, Acacia hops on the dining room table and Nicholas is staring at her legs. Acacia was excited with a mixture of apprehension. Nicholas looked hungry and told her to take off her robe. And it pulled around her. Again, you could kind of visualize how the robe would just kind of drape and slide down. Knowing that the security guard was just outside. And they realized that they would, he would know what they were doing. Nicholas commanded that she forget about him. And he asked if she was cold. And she responded, no. Nicholas told her if she was to tell him. Again, Nicholas, the consummate gentleman, always worried about her, always trying to bring her comfort, always considerate. And of course, he said she looked beautiful and absolutely perfect. I know. You can't be too cold with that much heat going on, women. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. And I, I'm looking in the chat room. Uh, let's see. Betty was saying if you could visit set any set or location from Inferno, what would you do? And I think Kenzie said... I know oh my gosh, I lost my track. Pam, can you see where, <laughs> where would you like to visit? 
Karen, I see. Can, can, Karen was saying Morgan and the other authors said other authors um, are going to be in the musings uh, or in the follow up. Kenzie said she hopes poor SR is doing okay in that cold and has made his house elves shovel for him. Betty would love to visit the study, Carol. I know you'd like the Afutsi. Lots of fun areas. I agree. <laughs> and you get to see both Gabriel and Willie, right, Betty, Betty comment. <laughs> And Gabriel's apartment Gabriel's is where Kenzie apartment. would like to go. If we can get I want the house. I want the house in Umbria, ladies. Yes. I'm I'm going straight to Italy. Let's go to the house in Umbria and the chapel where they were married in um Assisi. I would love it. Oh my gosh. But I digress. Um so I actually, we actually asked SR about the scene. Why did Acacia stop being embarrassed around the staff when she was with Nicholas? And um, we also asked if he was inspired by any specific literary or cultural reference. And he said, I think for Acacia, there's a degree of embarrassment, but the cat is out of the bag, so to speak. So she's made the decision to move forward with Nicholas and so his staff is going to know. So, you know, the die is cast, I think, for Acacia. She, you know, yes. there's no hiding. And honestly, I, I the way he writes it, there's no hiding how they feel for each other. It's, it's palpable. Um, except when they have to really constrain it when they're in their roles um, of Andarta and Pierre Breckman. But it's, it's, or... Um, you know, one of one of his many aliases. So I, I just I thought that was kind of a good recognition that she's just like, you know what? I'm in it now and I'm not going to I'm not going to hide from it. So her hen was her skin was heated and he kneeled at the end of the table. You can visualize the scene um, pulling her closer to him. He put her legs around his shoulders and Acacia reaches down to touch his head. It's very erotic, very, very erotically written. She ran her fingers through his hair and she tugged on him even closer. She could not keep her eyes open and press Nicholas's head closer to her. And Nicholas was enjoying himself. Acacia moaned as he applied more pressure to her. You can visualize this, right? Yes, I can. Uh, what's going on in the chat room? <laughs> well, we got Paul. No, I know. It's getting warm in here now, isn't it? <laughs> Betty, uh -huh. how did you like Paul's the Ilio of Paul? Sexy. Victoria's amazing. Yes, she is. <laughs> at last, her, at blessedness last appears. her blessedness appears. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think Acacia's yes. blessedness is appearing as they're on the table. Um, yes. Acacia moaned as he applied more pressure. She moved her ankles closer to his shoulders and it just became too much. She was just overwhelmed. Nicholas carefully removed her legs from his shoulders and stood between her legs. Completely dazed, she told him she still felt him. Devilishly, he told her, good. You can kind of see that, right? You can kind of see he's a little bit proud of himself. Oh, yeah. Um, 
He careful he carefully pulled her robe around her so she would not catch cold. Again, being very considerate. Um, <laughs> as yes, Ken, see, I agree. SR's novels have the ability to melt snow. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right about that. Especially, honestly, this chapter. I don't know. Santorini was pretty hot, but when I read this again, I thought, "Oh my gosh!" I I completely forgot how intense this chapter was. Well, the way it was written, it was it very much paints the picture. Well, I also like that the the question you asked about this, the chapter being quite plain. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I was I was getting was to that because I haven't quite finished. Yes. Um, so at the end, you know, she said, come, he, he said, come here. And she kissed him deeply as they parted. Nicholas helped her to a seated position and pulled the robe around her shoulders and belted her and asked her if that was playful enough. And all she could do is grin. And as Pam mentioned, we did ask SR. Uh, I, we asked him two questions. Actually, we asked him a couple. I asked him, I always ask SR a lot of questions. I, I'm not quite as uh, quite as inquisitive as Betty, but I'm pretty close. Nicholas looked hungry in the That's dining room and was in the mood to, to feast. Answer. Why did you choose to place this scene in the... Right, exactly. But I'm, I'm going to share the questions that I asked him because I thought you guys would get a kick out okay. of it. So one of the questions was, why did you choose to place this scene in the dining room? Um... What is the most challenging aspect of writing an intimate scene? And then, as Pam mentioned, I, I wrote, we wrote, this chapter is quite playful. Was any research conducted? Smiley, winky face. I respect your privacy and don't expect you to reveal any primary sources. But did you seek any secondary sources? And his response was, research is, of course, of primary importance. And I do like to be hands-on. <laughs> we had him on a chat in uh, yes. the Florentine series. <laughs> and research became the buzzword. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, research so with many, many hankies. Yes. <laughs> I know. I, I'm laughing at this. Joni just said, what cold? <laughs> Betty said, I blushed. She said, I blushed when I read the scene. It was intense. I think I did too, honestly. I think I had a physiologic reaction to the scene. I could feel my face blush. It was just like, whoa. Yes. yes. She says, I love uh -huh. sexy scenes, but this scene blew me away. The boss is not shy anymore. And Lori said, so glad you do. And <laughs> Betty said, way to go, boss. Gotta love research. Lori said, well, That's research right. is always good. And Kenzie said, research thorough research. <laughs> Very important. Slow. <laughs> Slow and thorough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's interesting, goodness. though, right? I I'm curious how... His next book is going to be after this one. And if it's going to, obviously, there's different characters and different intentions. I, I'm just going to be, I, it's, it's just interesting to see the different dynamics between the characters. Yeah, you know, and to be honest with you, how, 
is it easy for him to write this? And these intimate scenes. And I, I mean, you know, not to give anything away, but, you know. I, I think, might press him on that point again at some, at some time. With, yeah, I mean, I could do that with my husband. And we'd write little mm -hmm. notes to each other every now and then. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I to have so many other people read, you know, these intimate scenes, how does it do it? I, I, I know that um, Erica E.L. James, when she writes scenes like this, she goes, oh, I have to go lie down. <laughs> 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 so, That's funny. I, I wonder. Oh, my gosh. I know. Betty said Paul, Paul needs, needs to do to research. research. I never got on. to read his paper on last and the beatific vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So now we go I know. to the next part of the afterglow. How do you top that though? <laughs> you can't. You really can't. You know, it's attraction, anticipation. They're so cute together, though. They're so cute together. Yes, they are. Comfort, and it's which is all important in when he writes his scenes, if you notice. Whether it be Julia and Gabriel, mm -hmm. or Willie and Raven, or Nicholas and Acacia. They, they, you know, they're, that's, mm -hmm. he always builds up that anticipation and the attraction and and we, you question it but it's always there so and the comfort the relaxation right and Karen so and Karen said I would think yeah. like that's like detaching yourself from it and also we don't know who SR is so that would make it easier to write them and Kenzie well, agrees with Karen yeah, it's easier when, when you don't have to, to meet know somebody face to face and meet them face to face or voice to voice or whatever you know it is a lot easier mm -hmm. because although if it's the if he's the man that I saw at Penelope's in, septem in September <laughs> I, I would love him to just even read these scenes to me <laughs> Pam you are making me laugh so hard I, that gets his heart i'm hearting that <laughs> well you know he i did the oh man my was gosh very nice that's so looking. funny he was by himself he looked like he might have been a mm -hmm. volunteer because he was wearing a um you know one of those uh tags or whatever that you you wear around your neck id for identification mm -hmm. and he was oh, yeah. on his cell phone as i'm reading it laughing it <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. My Sherlock Holmes. And Joni said every sense. word as usual is pitch perfect. <laughs> Betty says we might need a moment to catch our breaths. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably has plenty of scotch to keep him motivated and relaxed. <laughs> Pam gets uh, an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. Kenzie says, I read some crazy thoughts from his readers. Yes. <laughs> too funny. Lori thinks it was him, too. 
I swear that I that's him. <laughs> because I never put the name of the restaurant as to where I was you know, I was that writing. Mhm. So, well, and he knows what you look like. He he knows what you look like, so he would know. Right. Mhm. I mean, and if it was him, yeah, very nice. Uh, <laughs> anyhow. But that's actually, too, Pam, that's one of the reasons why I asked him about if, in all seriousness, about research or challenges with writing intimate scenes, um, how, you know, if he actually had to, if there was a writing course he took or any, you know, any kind of guidance he's he's gotten in writing that because it's it's definitely something that's you know, not your normal english no, I, you know one of the th- one of the things i think uh has helped him because he's talked about it in the past is um that mm-hmm. book by rabbi shmuley botek uh, right Kosher sex and mm-hmm. i you know from what everything i've i've heard about that and what's in the Kabbalah, which is part of the the Torah, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff would would be the way the way it's written would be similar to what they're teaching. Mm-hmm. So you know, the woman always comes first. That makes sense. You know, it's it's all her pleasure and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So yeah, and that, and that does seem to mind. track with the books mm-hmm. that's in my own research <laughs> Anyhow. lots of research Pam you might need to do lots of research for your book I'm gonna have to do a lot a lot of research I have to find someone to do the research with anyway um, okay <laughs> so uh, Nicholas had his arm wrapped around Acacia, making lazy designs on her arm. And they were both naked, lying in a bed fit for a king. And she touched his abdomen, burying her head into the valley of his chest muscles. He asked if she was awake, and she nodded. And he, he chuckled, because he, he thought she was asleep, because it's in that quiet afterglow. Yes, Richard. Calling Richard would be nice, by the way. Um, and, but she told him that uh, he was he woke her up. So as his finger his fingers brushed her elbow, and he told her he could say the same. And yawning and snuggling closer, she told him these moments can be dangerous. When he asked why, she told him it was. The peaceful, cozy, and it's when a lot of people, you know, a lot of people say things that they may not be ready to say, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, Nicholas asked, like, what? And she, Cassia told him that she didn't know, and she just moved his hand over his heart. And as he continued to stroke her arm, he told her that. He does not say things he does not mean. Good, she said, and she kissed his shoulder. 
And Nicholas said that when he told her they were good together, he meant it. And grinning, she told him he was not wrong. He kissed her hair, and he reminded her that he had asked her to be patient. And, but she should know that he can be patient too. Very, very patient. Nicasia lifted her head to look at him and asked him what he would need to be patient for. He, he smiled slowly. Her heart skipped a beat. And he kissed her and told her to sleep. Mon ange, which is my angel in French. And she rested her head mm, next to his beautiful. pillow. Closed his, her eyes. And the Sandman came and off they went to Dreamworld. <sighs> I love that. I just love those scenes. They're so beautifully written. Oh. Beautifully written and just just made you feel so good, you know. Mm-hmm. And and, and Betty mentioned she's read love scenes from other novels, and she keeps coming back to the boss's novels um, because there's such a strong passion, um, and within his reading or within his writing. It's just very special. That's true. That's true. Because a lot of times, like, when you get into um, intimate scenes in novels, they're more mechanical. And mm -hmm. uh, they don't have as much spirit to them. And right. That's why I think... Absolutely right. ...in part of his research is the kosher sex book, because, you know, there would be... they they're tend to be more spiritual than you mm -hmm. know manual how to's like who's afraid of sex but everything you wanted to know about sex but we're afraid to ask or whatever that book was years ago so. right right so Betty says whether it's a vampire Betty's professor or a mystery man like Nicholas we all get to experience a tender and romantic love scene with each of his Gentlemen, they're all unique in their own way. And Kenzie said, SR's writing is special. There is nothing like his novels out there. Absolutely. You know, um, I, uh, there, there, after I'd finished the Gabriel series and I had read uh, Fifty Shades a hundred million times and I found uh, this one, and uh, and this sex was just so raw, and mm -hmm. you know there was no there was no feeling about it. It was just wham bam, thank you, ma'am, and that was it. So, mm -hmm. So, yes. Not the same. He does do beautiful writing. Nope. So, that was what we had for this week. And, and last week, but this ah, week. That's a fine chapters. Two fine chapters. Yes, it is. 
So then we, <laughs> we start getting into the nitty gritty after this. Oh yeah. So it should be fun. The adventure continues. That it does. That it does. <laughs> and God. you see, Kenzie, Kenzie says, says, like she, she says, writing God. <laughs> um, his novels are a gift, and I find it unbelievable that he didn't think it was good enough. But I'm glad he didn't give it up or give up on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I'm glad he didn't too. And uh, Karen saying, SR writes with compassion, love, and human touch. And did Chapter 36 not get recorded? Yes, it did. Let me just take hmm. a look here, make sure it went over to... I defer to our technical okay. director, Pam. <laughs> Let me just uh, check here. I, I know I did, because I put these up right away. Forty-two episodes. And so it'd be episode forty-one. Just have to update. It just has to update it. Yeah, cha chapter thirty-five, chapter thirty-six should be out there. I'll have to check. Maybe. Pan maybe something. We will check. Joni said she the... didn't see it on iTunes, so. Yeah, I don't see it right now either. We will let you know, Joni. So we will definitely, because I know it was out there. I know we recorded it. Thank you for letting I, us I, know. I can, yeah. Nicholas was keeping Pam busy. Well, you never know. Um, <laughs> down let me just check here. Or I maybe Richard. Not, uh, Richard would be nice. Um, if it's not out there, then I'll reload it because I do have it out here. I have a copy of the file. Okay. Betty said she's currently reading a novel of Dom's and submissives, and the love scenes are missing the tender moments we get from the boss. It just feels empty and a bit cold. And Kenzie said she feels like the majority of love scenes that she's read in novels are written that way, and she's not quite sure why. Um I think it depends on the approach and the characters and just the 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 the, uh, the author's vision, I guess. I, I and and maybe they get caught up in the mechanics to make sure they're describing things the right way. Um, but that's why you know, can, as far as a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we will. Uh... We will go from there, but yeah, I'll if, I'll look, I'll put chapter thirty six back up. Maybe it just didn't get moved over to iTunes, and uh, I'll make sure. Oh, out. Joni said she looked every day. LOL, she's enjoyed them. <laughs> I'm so glad you were. I was hoping you were able to catch them, even if you couldn't join us on the chats, Joni. I'm so glad. We, and it's nice, you know, it's fun to go back and listen to some of these. I'll be honest with you, I can't <laughs> listen to my own voice. So I'll go back and listen to Fifty Shades podcasts or Gabriel podcasts that are out there or Florentine, whatever's out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also 
have a couple of other that I listen to from Willie Geist um, that are not book related, but I like the way he interviews people. Oh, yeah. Another person I had a selfie with. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I would, I would, you woke up early for that selfie. Yeah, we had to be, that was when the Democratic Convention was in Philadelphia. And the Morning Joe f filmed in this uh, Gillen's pub, in, which for outside of, um, it, it, it's like McSorley's in New York City. Better you might be, you might know McSorley's. It's one of the oldest pubs. And uh, known for its cats. And uh, turkey, turkey wishbones along the gas lamps. Um, but it's, <laughs> they came in and they did this thing, and it was a lot of, a lot of fun. And we had, but we had to be there at five o'clock in the morning, and we waited in line, and then we had to go through this thing, and we were wanded, you know, for whatever. And our, if you have pocketbooks, everything was going through, and we went in and. The tables and chairs were, um, uh, yeah, they were for reserved for specific people. So they they, they had bar stools all mm -hmm. around, and and you, you know I was sitting on that. But after it was all over, Joe and Mika went upstairs to do whatever. They didn't really get involved with anybody, but Willie was very nice. He was out talking to everybody and. Um, you know, so I took a picture with him because he's tall. He's tall, and he's funny. I, I loved. I love Willie Geist. You know, he, I I follow him. I'm on so Twitter. I he just think it's cool. But uh, Betty had hysterical. said she remembers she you tweeted about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, it was a little bit like mm -hmm. Jason Isaacs, except I took the picture, so it wasn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at taking selfies. Well, Betty, <laughs> I, I, Kenzie had said she did look at the Portuguese edition of the Man in the Black Suit, and it is free shipping. So thanks for sharing that tidbit. Betty good. mentioned that she good. loves our show, which we loved your show too, Betty. Oh, thank we, you, Betty. We have mutual admiration for what you guys do on the Gabriel Series po fan podcast. She says she listens to it and just laughs at the comments we all end up writing here. And Kenzie says, I re-listen and always say to myself, why did I say that, LOL? Kenzie, I just think you add to the conversation. I think you're, what you say is so you great. Did. So I love it. I just love it. You know, that, the participation part <laughs> that's right. important, too. Mm -hmm. that's, so, that, what's one of the fun yeah. things about the podcast? Oh, and Kenzie mentioned mm -hmm. your photo with uh, Deborah, Pam. She wishes she could meet her, oh, but yes, she I've thinks it was so sweet that SR called you beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> called us both beautiful, yes. I love it. And, uh, yeah, and... Speaking uh, of Deborah, I, I finished the book. Mm -hmm. I finished the book. Did you? Did you like it? I am I'm an, I'm a fan. One. I want to come with you to England. I I've only finished the first book, A Discovery of Witches. I cannot wait to see it on the screen. I'm going to try and you know um, 
get on I've, to I've, I've binged it five times. which channel was it? I, I wrote it down. Sundance yes. Now. So excited about it. Sundance Now. Yes, I already went out and looked to make sure I could try and access it. So I wanted to make sure I was done with it and knew when I'd watch it before I joined. And I still have, to, I'm still waiting. I still have to do Driven. So I have lots of watching to do in the midst of the Arctic freeze. You do. That's a good way to take care of the Arctic <laughs> freeze. To, uh, but yeah, no, I, um, mm-hmm. I've watched it five times. And um, <laughs> it's really good. And, uh, Lori know, said she watched it, it three times, trial. and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenzie said the show was brilliant. She really enjoyed the book, but she only read the first one. She find them uh, she finds them overwhelming. They are they're they're pretty dense, Kenzie. Big. I agree they're with big. you. Um, and she is in the process <laughs> of writing another one. And she's she Ooh, was, she was in the same world Facebook or a different chat. world. It's the same, it's Matthew, but I think it's a different time. I don't. I she didn't. She that's, that's all so she'll neat. say about it, really. And she's also mm-hmm. been doing some research on Gallo Glass because there's a, a huge fan following of Gallo Glass, and um, so she was like in New Zealand over the holiday, over Christmas holidays. And did some research there because Gallo Glass goes off to Australia and New Zealand area. And uh, mm. she's also been up to Scotland to do some stuff and Ireland, parts of Ireland. So, yeah. And she's got her uh, flat ready in Wales. So when they start filming, um, I know that Teresa is in her 29th week of pregnancy. And so she'll oh, be, wow. when she asked her, she has the baby. She's actually in Adelaide. Uh, that's where she lives. And uh, when she has the baby and she's settled, then they'll be filming during the summer for the sun of night or shadow of night, whatever it is. Shadow of night. So, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yes, I, I yes. And I love Matthew Good. I love Matthew Good. Who plays Matthew DeClermont. I can't wait. I know. I can't wait. I just can't wait. I'm excited about that. So lots of good things to look forward to, ladies. And That's true. I'm That's very true. thankful for all of you. So, so we're excited. We're going to get going. And we'll be back next mm-hmm. week with Chapter 38. Or 39, whatever, 39. And uh, Podcast 43. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fun. Chapter 39. Mm-hmm. And we'll, yes, we will. So, and we'll see what happens from there the day after, after they had their good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that they were. I'm sure they rested well. <laughs> I'm sure they did too. So. More research. Yes. Although she closed her eyes and fell asleep. So as my late husband <laughs> used to say, a little necrophilia never hurt anybody. <laughs> <Task>. <laughs> he 
he had a weird sense of humor. <laughs> you grew up in Canada. Thank I, you, I Lori. Lori said, thank you so much for your time, ladies. Heart you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. You, so we'll talk to you all soon. And So I'm thankful for you guys. You with the Little Norwegian Wood by Sergio M Mendez in Brazil 66. Fantastic. Have a wonderful week.